In this week's three previous segments, we discussed the basic rules for the division of profits and losses generated by a partnership among the partners. In this final segment, we discuss a question not really discussed by the classic postkim as follows. Say we have a business, a partnership, and one member of the business, an employee, or one of the partners, does something wrong and injures, causes an injury to a member of the public, for which he's liable. Is liability exclusive to him, or is the entire business, the entire partnership, liable for his actions? In modern law, we have notions of vicarious liability, where someone can be liable for someone else for whom he's responsible, respondeat superior, the idea that a superior can be held liable for the actions of his underlings. What about in halacha? Is there any basis for holding the entire business, the entire partnership, liable for the actions of one of the partners, one of the employees, or not? Modern expectations, we typically assume the business will be liable. If someone enters a business's premises and it has not been properly maintained, one of the custodians left slippery, slope on the, slippery soap, soap on the floor, or some other, some other hazard, there's a hole or a, a protruding obstacle, and he trips and he falls and he injures himself, we assume the business will be liable. We don't tell the victim, go track down the individual custodian responsible for the problem and sue him. We don't even tell him, track down the facilities manager or the head of those operations. We assume the business as a whole is liable. What about, according to Halacha, is there any basis for holding the business as a whole, for holding other partners liable for the action of a particular partner or a particular employee? The Erech Shai, in Simon Reish Study Aleph, in El Chashomrim, discusses the case of a balagala, a wagon driver. He's hired by a customer to transport schara, transport merchandise, and the balagala delegates the job to his mesharis, to his employee, to his servant, his assistant. The client, the customer, knew about this arrangement and did not object. And the merchandise was stolen en route in a way that they're a shomer sacher, they're getting paid for this, so they would be chayev for gneva. So what's the question? The halacha in the rules of Shomer Shemasu Shomer, when one Shomer delegates custody to another Shomer, the Gemara says that the first Shomer is still Chayev, that if the second Shomer, second Shomer is primarily liable, the one who actually lost it, but if he's not Chayev, then in many scenarios the first Shomer will be Chayev. However, the halacha is in a case where it was clearly understood up front, where the owner of the property knew that the first shomer would be delegating custody to somebody else, where he, where he clearly knew, he saw, he understood, that the first shomer would not be guarding it himself, but would be passing it along to somebody else, in that case, the first shomer, the halacha is, has no liability at all. The owner has to sue the second shomer, and if he can't pay, he's out of luck. The first shomer has no liability at all. So the Erech Shai begins with the assumption that that should apply here too to the Balagala, since the customer knew that the Balagala was transferring custody of the merchandise to his Mishares, he has no liability. He says, nevertheless, perhaps we can argue, he says, that he still forfeits his char, he still forfeits the money he was being paid to do the job, discusses that for a while, and then he says, then he turns around, then he says, that the Balagala actually is liable for the loss of the merchandise beyond his forfeiture of his char, and he says, Haminhag, the custom is, the prevailing custom, the, the standard expectation is that responsibility, liability for theft and loss is on the balagala even though the customer knew perfectly well he was delegating the job to his 
to his assistant. It doesn't matter. The minigiz, he's liable anyway. He's the boss. He's in charge. The minigiz, he's, he's accountable and he's liable. Says there, Rakshai, since it is the custom, Havi Kehesnu. That's as though they stipulated. He brings various sources in Shulchan Aruch for this basic rule that anytime there's a minhag, we say it's Ke'ilu Hisnu. We've discussed this previously. He brings the Chasim Sofer, Mashu Minhag HaSochrim, that which is a, an established commercial custom, Afilu Shaloka Din Torah, even if it is at variance with Din Torah, Ein Lashanos, we do not deviate from that custom, the Minhag Torahu, Gemara Baba Kama says, Ali Shanam Minhag HaSop, Minhag HaChamarim, Minhagim have great weight in Choshen Mishpat, and we follow them even against Din Torah, says the Erech Shai, V'im Kain, Afilu Ola HaHafsid Yoser Me'aschiris, even if the loss to the customer is greater than, than his chiras, not only will he forfeit his chiras, the, the wagon driver is liable for the entire loss to the customer based on minhag, even though it is not in accordance with the classic halacha. Ramosha Perlmutter, about a century ago, more, century and a half ago, in a Sefer Chemdas Moshe, applies this to the modern scenario of vicarious liability. B'chodesh Sivan, he writes, B'chodesh Sivan, tough ration and hay, in uh, 1895 or so, he said he had a case where Ruvain told Shimon, Ruvain sued Shimon and says, you were Gorim, you caused me a loss. How did you cause me a loss? Ruvain was a customer of Shimon's business. Ruvain gave to Shimon he gave him many, many bundles of merchandise to improve, some type of improvement. In this industry, Vidarko Shalhauman the, the uman, the artisan, Shimon, Shimon's business, the, the industry standard is that the uman, the presser, the one who does this processing, he notes down on the merchandise dimensions. How many amas is, is, each, is each unit of merchandise? The fabricant, the, the factory, the industry that gives the, that gives the craftsman, that gives the business the, the work to do, he, the, the business that owns the merchandise and submits it for processing relies on the processors to correctly mark the dimensions of the material of the, of the merchandise on the merchandise, and they rely on that When the owner of the merchandise then sells it to his customers, he sells it based on the dimensions that were marked by the people who did the processing. The Atanodolo, now the owner of the merchandise, Ruven found out that the person doing the work made serious errors. He, un- he underreported how many amas were involved, not necessarily maliciously, but he made a mistake, and, and the, the numbers he wrote were below the actual lengths. So the merchandise was marked as being, as being shorter, as being fewer amas than it actually was. So the, the amount of money that he lost because of this was a, was a, a certain substantial amount, apparently. He sold them to his customers at retail. At, it was a mail-order business. It was far away. Customers who were far away. And he sold them based on the numbers that were, that were written on the merchandise by, his, by the person, by the business that did the processing. He also made the mistake in the other direction, he also, he also marked certain merchandise as being more amas, overstated how many amas they actually were. That caused him a loss as well, because when the customers realized what happened, that they were overcharged, 
that the dimensions had been inflated. He had to settle with them. He had to he had to pay them for they were upset at him for attempting to defraud them. Not only did he have to refund whatever money they overpaid, but to mollify them so they shouldn't be upset at him and take action against him, or just uh, in order to maintain his reputation, he had to pay them for the mistake, he says. So Ruvain says, Shimon, by your businesses mislabeling the merchandise, by understating the Amas, by overstating the Amas, you caused me various losses when I sold the merchandise to my customer based on your labeling, based on your marking, I incurred various losses because of your incompetent, inaccurate labeling of the merchandise. Shimon concedes, they're not having a factual argument, Shimon concedes that it was done incorrectly, it was his worker. Shimon himself is the boss, Shimon owns the business that did the job for Reuven. Shimon says, yes, it was his workers who did the, who did, who made the error. So he discusses various things, various arguments about whether this is actionable, is this grammar, is he responsible for this type of loss? It wasn't a direct loss, because of reliance on his markings, he had losses. So he discusses that for a while. But then he says, wait a second, even if we decide that the act of mislabeling the merchandise is actionable and, and engenders liability, however, he says, Ulam lifter even, if what Shimon did, even if what Shimon's workers did is actionable, but Shimon himself should be potter. Why? When Ruven dealt with Shimon, he knows Shimon doesn't do the actual work. He knows Shimon has workers who do it. It's like when you give your clothing to the dry cleaner. So you deal with someone behind the desk. Maybe you know who the owner is, but you know they don't, they're not the one who's necessarily doing the work themselves. Maybe in a small family operation they are, but certainly uh, in some contexts, the, the, the person, the, the face of the business, the owner, the person behind the desk is not the one actually doing the work. So Ruve knows Shimon is not doing the actual work. He doesn't do the actual processing of the merchandise. He doesn't do the marking. Everything is done by his workers. And then, so the Chemdas Moshe says, we should compare that to the din of Shomer, Shomer, that when one Shomer gives custody over to another Shomer, even though the Gemara says he's Chayev, but if, if the situation was clearly understood, if the arrangement that he would pass along custody was clearly understood, Someone who it is known doesn't do the Shmira himself, but he passes it along to somebody else. Dino In that case, the first person has no liability. And he brings various halachas to that sugya and says, therefore it would come out that since Ruvain knew that Shimon wouldn't do the processing and the marking himself, Shimon should have no liability. However, a Perlmutter then turns around and makes the same argument as the Erech Shai. He says, Amnam kefiyah minag po irenu. The custom in our city, the gamim neskalkla schare etel ha'uman, ade po'alav nami mishalim ha'uman. The custom, the commercial custom is, as it is today, that the uman, the head of the operation, the boss, the, the, the owner of the business, he's responsible for what his individual workers do. After you do alakol, shemalachto, even though everyone knows that his work is done by, that even though everyone knows that, 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 that his work is not done by himself, that, that, that his work is done by, by his employees, Nevertheless, that, that is the clear minhag that, the, that, 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 that he is held liable. So he says, therefore, he will be held liable, he says, that Imkain have a kara, just like the Erech Shai says, it's like kara that he should be chayev, shu arev ba'ad apolem, that he's responsible, he's an arev, he guarantees the work of his workers, al kal nezek shi al yadam, for anything that goes wrong, for any problem that occurs based on their work, Imkain hadar dina v'avikilu hu So then again, the Lachlamais is that he's going to be Chayev, it's going to be as if he did the, 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 the error himself. And if the error himself is something that he's Chayev for, 
he can be chayev for his workers as well. This is a very powerful svar, obviously, and the Chemdas Moshe, Rabbi Perlmutter, returns to this in various other tshuvas, and if we were to accept this svara, this would have major ramifications for the whole notion of vicarious liability. Even if it's true that in principle the other partners wouldn't be liable for the misconduct of one of the partners, and a business wouldn't be liable for the misconduct of one of its employees, al they wouldn't. They can say, first of all, we never told you to do this. We, we told you to do your job properly, we trained you properly, and, we, uh, and it's your fault that you did this. Why should we be chayef? Moreover, in halacha, even if they didn't train him properly, and even if they told him to try to cheat customers, even if they told him to leave hazards around, to cut corners, and, uh, and, and do things that are dangerous, they still wouldn't be chayef. Because halacha has no notion of conspiracy generally. Generally, they would be at worst a grammar, they wouldn't be chayef. So... So even though I'll be sure as hadin, I'll be classic halacha, the business, the other partners wouldn't be chayev for the actions, for the misconduct of one of their number or for one of their employees. But according to Rav Perlmutter Svara, echoing that of the Erech Shai, there is a strong case that they would be chayev, because as long as that's the minhag, then whenever somebody transacts business with the partnership, with the business, the understanding is that their liability, the business's liability, will will be that that is expected under, under, modern, under modern conditions in modern society. And therefore, a Perlmutter in several tshuvas makes a strong case that halacha would incorporate these types of expectations based on the principle of minna. However, in one of his tshuvas, he expresses reservations. He, he discusses this idea in two or three of his tshuvas, but in one of them, he's not entirely sure this is correct. He says that, that uh, on the one hand, you could say, that the, since that's the expectation, he accepts such responsibility on himself. Oh, he says, F sure not. Maybe we can say otherwise. He says, it's true that businesses normally do that. They don't know the halacha. They think they have to pay, so they pay. They, they, they think the halacha is the same as the law, so they pay. Not because they want to, not because they accept liability, but in practice they pay because, because they think that's the halacha. But it's a mistake. They, but the Enam Yodim, they don't know that Alpi Das Yisraelia Pater. They don't know the halacha that according to halacha differs from Western law, diverges from Western law here and there, and he's really Pater. Perhaps the business can say, They can say that we expect a Jew to follow the Shulchan Aruch. We expect, a, we expect our fellow Jews to follow Din Torah. This is a point, this is a crucial point, obviously. This comes up throughout Choshen Mishpah in other contexts of Menhagim. Similar point is made by Roshalan Zaman Orbach in response to a question about whether, whether labor is permitted to strike, even though walking off a job is sometimes against halacha, but the argument was advanced that they can do that because that's the minhag. So when he hired them, the, the hiring was, was, was assumed to be under the standard terms that workers can strike if that's what the law and custom allows. Roshalan Zaman Orbach says no, that the, the, when, you, when a Jew hires a Jew, he expects him to follow halacha. He doesn't expect him to follow the customs of the non-Jews, he expects him to follow halacha. And if halacha says he can't walk off the job, then he can't walk off the job. Obviously, this is a, this is a difficult question. There are many cases where we say, halacha, like the Erech Shai brought. There are many cases where poskim throughout Chaj and Mishpat do say we follow a minog, like he brought from the Chas himself, or even against in Torah. But sometimes we find this far as well, that if the minog is based on ignorance or not realizing the Torah has its own opinion, sometimes we do say that the person can say, Neged Gavr in Torah, I expect you to follow in Torah. So on the one hand, we have the Erech Shai, and we have uh, Perlmutter and several tshuvas suggesting that there is basis to say, for, for a notion of vicarious liability in halacha. In, at least, in one of his tshuvas, where Perlmutter is not sure, he says perhaps the, if the minog is not based on an understanding of the Torah, perhaps the, the defendant business can argue 
that we shouldn't follow, we, we, we shouldn't accept notions of vicarious liability. When you hired me, the assumption was we would follow Din Torah. And din, if Din Torah is that I'm not responsible for the actions of my underlings, then, then I should not be held responsible, even if, in, even if, according to secular law and custom, I would be responsible for their actions.